That is the show into our number three of that program here on Sacktown Sports. Cattle's out, Jay in. I'm the Rami Half Simone on the other side of the glass. Doing it all with an assist from Kyle on his birthday. We'll get into the snack exchange later this hour. It's become quickly one of my favorite segments on the show, 445. But joining us now on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline, very, very proud man today, I'm sure. He was the head coach of the Kings second-round pick, Jalen Slauson, for five years over at Furman. Pleasure to welcome in Bob Ritchie. Coach, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing good. Appreciate you having me on. How happy are you? How proud are you when one of your guys gets gets that call and 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 lives out that dream that that so many kids have to play in the NBA? Well, it was definitely a proud moment, and um, you know I got to be down there with him and his family and a lot of our players as well. And, you know, first draft pick for Furman since 1984, mm. and um, you know just to see what he's been able to do in his career and, and really the progression of his development from going from a guy that freshman year was 19 points and 31 fouls and, and to see how he, you know, just developed and stayed the course and, you know, to leave here a champion for the first time since 1980 and then to go out and get drafted last night, it was an individual moment for him. And it was also a great moment for our program. Coach Jalen won conference defensive player of the year. To me, that means he can really get after it on that side of the ball. The Kings here have a great perimeter defender in Davion Mitchell. What impresses you defensively for Jalen, sir? Well, I'll tell you this. He's and this is going to sound like a stretch when I tell you this, but he's he's one of the best shot blockers I've ever seen in terms of just pure timing. And what you'll see is a guy the ability to chase down a block and transition to time things up at the rim. He's got incredible just just timing and. Um, you know, he was defensive player of the year last year, and then he was player of the year in the whole league this year. But, you know, he, he, he really brought his offense along and, and really, you know, shot almost 40% from three. But he's got the ability to switch, which I think right now in the NBA, you know, you have to be able to do that one through four. And, um, you know, he's just got great combination of size, anticipation, and uh, the ability to make plays at the rim. You, like you said, he can switch one through four and, and really cover cover anybody at any one of those positions. Where where do you think is his best position? I know the, the sport is becoming more and more positionless, and it's about what you can do on the court more than necessarily the, 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 the position next to your name. Where do you think he fits in best or is most comfortable? I think what he's going to end up developing into is, is more – you know, as, as a fan trying to get an expectation, I think he's going to be kind of a Draymond prototype, you know, of somebody that can really play both of those, those, you know, the four or the five, whatever you want to call it. Um, eventually even be at a, you know, if he needs to play some three, which right now the three and the four are very similar, but he, he's got the ability to make decisions. And so his ability to dribble at his ability to make plays with the ball in his hand and, and really get it, and make the right decisions with it is really unique. He's he's almost like a he's like a big that's a guard, you know, in terms of his decision making. And um, you know, that's how we used him a lot. We we played him at the five last year a lot, but then this year we basically made him a four a four man the whole time. But like he he's just he's ability his ability to get the ball to the second side, his ability to really find action and where the game is right now, you know, that that's becoming a very you know, a, a hot commodity to find a guy that's a quote unquote forward, but that can really quarterback an offense with a ball in his hands. That's, that's become. Here with coach Bob Ritchie, the head coach of Furman basketball 
Coach, I can only imagine the type of campaigning you have to do weekly, probably uh, even daily when it comes to pushing the narrative of Furman basketball. Rather that uh, be with the recruit, you know, how good your team is nationally and media pundits, I can only imagine. But I want you to put your best campaign manager hat on for me. Tell us why, and people here in Sacramento, why Jalen Swanson really is a pro ball player and why he belongs on this roster at the start of the season. Well, I think, again, like we talked about earlier, just his development is, is shown, you know, his, his path. And he's an elite athlete. He can do everything on the basketball court that he needs to do. He's a 39% three-point shooter this year. Uh, if, you look, if you look at his ratio of blocks and steals per possession, it, it's really almost an outlier. And, um, you know, he can dribble, he can pass it, he can shoot it, he can defend it. Here's what I'll tell you. He's only going to keep getting better, and, and that's what excites me the most about that situation, any situation. I kept telling every NBA team I talked to, you know, somebody's going to look like a genius in two or three years because there are some people that question the shot. You know, can he be consistent out there? He's going to work really, really hard. He's going to adapt. He's going to get used to it. And I think because of looking at the trend line of where his progression is, I, I don't think he's done getting better. And, and I think – that's got to be the exciting thing. And um, I think he's somebody in two or three years, everybody's going to be looking back and saying, man, they really got him 54th. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to turn out to be a great pick. You know, coach, you, you mentioned the 39% three point shooting. And that's one thing that jumped off the page when I, when I was going back through his, his numbers at Furman and the thing, it's not just the 39%. It's that the previous year, he shot 30% from, from three. What was it? Did he change something, or was that just, as you said, he's a relentless worker? Was it just getting in the gym and getting up reps, or was there something he changed about his shot that we see almost a, a 10% jump in his three-point percentage? Most of it was just, you know, there, there was a few adjustments we made to his base. It wasn't anything, you know, outrageous. We, we really spent some time just to get it off quicker and, and really just to get off the floor faster, but you know, we, we just knew, you know, he, he he put his name in the draft and got a few workouts last year, and, and that was the number one part of the feedback was he just going to have to show that he can make perimeter shots. And so we, we just really focused on making sure, you know, at our level for him, he could do so much around the basket in the post that, you know, a lot of his individual workouts earlier in his career, that's what it kind of, you know, fed off of. But, you know, he can he's always been able to stick a three, but we wanted to be more consistent so we we just really started, you know, obviously he made a big commitment on his own, but also in terms of how we were repping him, we just made sure he got a lot more volume. Coach, a lot of uh, esteemed gentlemen like yourself, coaches, you know, even in a win, they find things that uh, we can all improve on and get better. Do that for me when it comes to Jalen. I think you've kind of talked about the shot, but where are some areas you think he can get better? Yeah, I think, I think looking at it, his biggest adjustment is going to be I think defensively he's going to be more than fine. I think the way he's going to have to score it in the league is going to be different than how he had to score it for us. And, you know, I think for him, just as as he continues, like we talked about the shot, just getting comfortable with the extension of the line, and you know, getting it off a little bit quicker and, and, and allowing himself to understand that he's got to play off that shot a little bit more where at this level he could play off that drive first, shot second. Um, but I, I think also just – driving in straight lines and being able to be aggressive at the rim against bigger people and stronger people, you know, I think those are going to be things that he's going to continue to adjust to, but he, he's a sponge. I mean, he really picks up concepts really quickly. Uh, he likes challenges and I, and I really do. I think 
I think his character is going to be something that just really sticks out and um, his ability to work. I think everybody's going to be really happy with it. You know, last year in Sacramento, we, we got a rookie who, who the city fell in love with because of his what, what these days is a unique personality in Keegan Murray, where, you know, whether it's good or bad, it's almost the same facial expression. It was <laughs> it was almost a, a joke like, oh, I see a smile. What kind of personality are our Kings fans going to see with uh, with the Jalen Slauson when he gets up here with this team? You're going to get a little fire. He's competitive, which is how we like him here. But, um, you know, definitely plays the game with emotion. And, you know, somebody that plays the game with a lot of passion. And, um, you know, it's something that he's he's definitely continued to make sure he channels in the right direction. But, you know, you you go back and watch our Virginia win in the NCAA tournament. You know, he's a guy that he just he, he gets the crowd into it and he makes highlight plays. And, you know, he makes those energy plays and he really feeds off of it. And, um, man, he does some exciting stuff on that court. And, and you know, it's it's going to be something where, you know, especially in the NBA, even some of the rules that make the floor bigger and the spacing is obviously even more, you know, widened out than it is in the college game. You know, I think it's going to be something where the fans really, really get behind his, his style of play and, and really the personality he brings on the court. That's Bob Ritchie, Furman head coach and the head coach of King's second-round pick, Jalen Lawson, for the last five years. And Bob has been our guest for the last few minutes. Really appreciate the time and the insight, Coach. Thanks again. Sounds good. Y'all have a great day. Appreciate you having me on. And there's Bob Ritchie joining us on the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Love it. Love what I heard. Come on now. Now he's he's biased. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean, we coach is to, supposed to be we that. Have to point that out. That's but right. I and man, I I I I didn't know much about Jalen Slauson before the pick last night. But as I as I did my digging, Jay, the more and more I I read and heard about this kid, the more I liked about him. Yeah, you know, one thing about it is is when you see a prospect come from you know not a D, a, a power five, not a big school, kind of that mid major, so to say, with Furman. They, they, Furman made the uh, the tournament last year for the first time since 1980, as you heard Coach say during that interview. But their leader was Jalen. Their leader was a person that it sounds like can be a leader, right? Someone that I'll take that and put that on my back. I'll also play like a leader. I'll operate as a leader. And I'm just going to exemplify leadership. And that's kind of what I got from Coach. And the fact of it is, is he checks – a lot of boxes. He's kind of one of those guys, Swiss, Swiss Army knife. Maybe not everything, you know, maybe not one or two things great, but everything good mm-hmm. and has an opportunity to, you know, push maybe the shooting up to being great or to be an elite defender, uh, a great uh, all NBA type guy when it comes to the defense. And you know what? Those type of people, Pat Bev, you know, uh, we see with Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's a little more all around, but guys who have a specialty, they sit around for the next 10, 12 years. And if defense is your calling, what people love here to Davion Mitchell, then I'm all for it, man. And I like they said he has a little fire. I'm I think the Kings too. need you a know, little fire on this. A team. lot of fire. I don't I don't mind the the chill, laid back dudes that keep their cool and calm in in every situation. You gotta have some of those too. But you That's got right. you gotta have some of those some of those guys that are the spark plugs. And and who both feed feed off energy and feed energy to the people around them. So if if he can make the roster, I think that's 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 a personality type that that they do need to to play a role on this team. Right after this, we've been talking about a lot of love on on the four letter network for these Kings. All of a sudden, that continued on draft night. We'll hear some of that next. Cattles and Robbie. Cattles and Robbie. 
Sacktown Sports. That's the show. I'm the Rami half of that. Cattles will be back on Monday. Jay in the co-host chair today. Simone on the other side of the glass. Doing it all. Doing the updates on the ones and twos. Right. And uh, doing a great job, great job with it. Earning her Thank Friday you. night. That's Thank right. you. <laughs> what she's doing. Oh, <laughs> you got some tied down for the for the, the uh, uh, for the night, or are you just chilling, uh, getting off the feet? Uh, no, I'm getting off the feet. Okay, there you Let's go. Crack oh, open a cold one. That's there right. you go. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do too. Order some pizza, maybe. <laughs> cold I've been beer. having a lot of pizza this week. I don't know what's for dinner. Ugh. Nothing pizza wrong with out. that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a lot of pizza. I had pizza last night. Yeah, I had pizza, I had pizza again last tonight. night, too. Yeah, and wrong. I had pizza on Tuesday. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Big Zaw week. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. It was, of course, NBA draft night last night. And uh, it seems that the, the over... the. The overwhelming response has been positive to what the Kings did, both the the two draft picks of Colby Jones and Jalen Slauson. But I think more than that, Kings fans excited about the fact that you freed up all that that cap space with uh, the trade of, of Rashawn Holmes in the number 24 pick. Well, early in the night, uh, Scoot Henderson was was uh, drafted, and he was talking on the show about what what he wants to get out of his NBA career and the type of competition that he looks forward to facing. Um, I don't really think so. Okay. I, I want to play all the guys. I okay. Play game. I want to play Aaron Fox. I want to play against Steph Curry. Like, I want to get all that bump. You know, I want to. I want to get in there. I'm trying to get in there. So, okay. Uh, he said. He said De'Aaron Fox first. Man. They first. asked. Him, they said. They asked him, "Is there one superstar that you look forward to facing?" And he was like, "Man, I want. I want all the. Sm- I want everybody. I want all the smoke. Give me De'Aaron Fox, and then follow that up." With Steph Curry, like well, Jay, he, that's... he practiced with Steph Curry though, so I think he that's kind of like okay. you know, all right. We've practiced a few times. Yeah, G League Ignite was in Walnut Creek. They were all tied together, so he, you know, I want to say he's chummy chummy with Steph, but he's got some familiarity with Steph. But like these these kids are hoop heads. You know what I mean? This Definitely is, scoop. It's what they do. Yeah. Like not just when they're playing, but they go home and and they watch the NBA or Absolutely. they watch the college game or whatever and that tells me, Jay, now uh, Scoop isn't the be all end all. He's no. not he's not every every college kid, but that tells me that like he's not even a college De'Aaron, kid. <laughs> De'Aaron, well, yeah, college age kid, I guess yeah. I should say. But De'Aaron Fox made an impression Absolutely, on, on these on these youngsters last year in terms of who he is in this league and what he can do for for him to be the first name to come out of Scoot's mouth, followed up by Steph Curry when talking about the greats in this league that he wants to face. That's that's a that's a solid compliment, man. That's a really really solid compliment. I agree with you. You know, one thing that I think De'Aaron presents for Scoot is. He's kind of got a uh, like a superhero. He's kind of got that specialty. De'Aaron is known for being quick, super fast, up mm-hmm. and down the court. Scoot kind of has that a little bit as well, right? And so I think that's one of those special powers that Scoot is kind of looking to challenge himself, you know, which is why I love Scoot. I think Scoot is one of them cats he's not going to back down. I don't care. Steph Curry, De'Aaron, kind of what we said. And just his whole bravado, man. Like when you look at Scoot, he's one of them cats that's so confident. And what he does best, which is probably play basketball to him, um, you know, when it comes to his profession, mm-hmm. I, I dig that, brother. I really like that, man. I like a cat who knows what he's doing and feels like he knows what he's doing. And to me, that kind of exemplifies excellence. You know, now you can pump fake it kind of like we was talking about with Zuckerberg talking about drop the PM when it comes to fighting Elon Musk. <laughs> but I think 
He's shown it, so we know he has it, right? So I think that's kind of one of those things where he's like, man, bring on the best. I'm ready to go. Just to pull off that suit he was wearing oh, last yeah, night. absolutely Takes dope. a certain amount of gusto. And the bottom grill. You know what I mean? I the, yeah, the whole, thing. the whole thing. I don't know what I don't know what had more more diamonds on it. That giant chain he was wearing or that, or the suit that he was wearing or the bottom grill that he was wearing. Like, it was that just, boy was icy. <laughs> needed sunglasses to, yeah. to, to look at Scooch. Stunning glasses at night. night, I'm telling you. But. Uh, the, so then, then the following day, now, of course, it's it's the day after the draft. We got we got to restack them, right? We need we need new power rankings. And so Kendrick Perkins took to first was this first take or no, get, up? get up? This is get up. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Perkins and his post draft NBA power rankings. The Sacramento Kings. Yes, we slept on them last year. I would not do it again this season. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is a rising young superstar in this game. One of the most was the most clutch player in a, uh, crunch time. Uh, Sabonis, his numbers was ridiculous. He's going to continue to get better. Keegan Murray, first good working season. He's going to get better. Mike Brown has the culture. Green, he helped me out. He's got number three, Jay. Yeah. Number three, and you heard all the reasons why. And you know, I saw that uh, he was on. Um, was that this just in or whatever? Max Kellerman hosts. I can't remember the name of it. And Kellerman put up his five, and he had the Kings. Uh, he didn't have the Kings in it. And Kendrick was like, man, look, I'm going to take one team out. And I can't remember the team he took out. And he was like, I'm going to replace them with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, top five. So he's pushing them. Top five. Especially we talked yesterday, Jay, about like about the, the changing landscape yes. of the NBA and specifically the Western Conference with some of the trades that that have gone down of late. And f- I mean, I'm all I'm all for the Kings love. You know what I mean? They they've they've taken enough of a of a beating and took enough hits. But no, number three in your NBA, not Western Conference, mm. in your NBA power rankings, what is Kendrick smoking? Sacramento <laughs> Kings steady rising and rising and rising. You might have been at that psychedelic conference, is what you're telling me, <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers. That what you're saying? I'll say this, big perk. He's been on the Kings bandwagon for a while, and we've seen that, you know, the the third, the last third of the season last year, Perk was all about the Kings. You know, he kept saying, watch De'Aaron Fox, love Demontis, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, love what Mike Brown and the fellas are doing out there in Sacramento. He was really pushing what the Sacramento Kings were, uh, you know, delivering as far as throughout the season. It, You know what? what's so interesting, Rami, is it's kind of one of those things where it's almost – Unfathomable, like you're like. Where you turn, you turn on your TV and you see these shows talking about the Kings top three, top five, Sacramento. (laughs) Right, (laughs) it's like, and so it's it's difficult to kind of wrap your head around it in the beginning, but when you really sit down and think about it, and this is something that me and Jason Ross talked about, and this is kind of one of our topics that we had on our notes for a while, the stability of the Sacramento Kings. It's top flight right now between Mike Brown, Monty McNair, De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, Keegan Murray, Malik Monk, Davion Mitchell. You got coaches like Jordy Fernandez, Doug Christie. We see a bunch of the sister, a couple of assistants making moves. I mean, this they they have a lot of stability over there. I I went even as far as to say that one of the best arenas out here, the atmosphere, the fan base, the gimmick of the bean. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Kings have a lot of stable things going on for themselves. And look, 
talking head shows. We know what rocks, right? They, they got to put something in there for someone to kick up. I can't believe you said the Sacramento Kings and they've been bad for the last 15 years and all this other stuff. But yeah, tides change too, bro. And Jay, when you look at the the rest of the teams that have cap space, this was from friend of the show, Keith Smith. Of, Keith Smith, of friend of the show. We got a lot of friend of the shows, man. The Rockets have 16, almost $61 million in cap space. Jazz, 42. Spurs, 38. And then there are the Kings at 35.6. But then behind them, the Pacers, 32. Pistons, 30 million. Magic, 23 million. You know, you know what sticks out to me there about the Kings? They're among a, a bunch of bad teams. That's right. Those teams have cap space, yes, but they're adding to garbage. Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? Yes. When you look at the Kings, there are no other teams that have as many knowns like, with all the stuff that you were just talking about, mm-hmm. of, from Monty to 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 Brown to to the roster and everything else. Don't forget the beam. They're at to the beam. There aren't at any. I can't think of another team that has as many knowns. Commodities and that much money to work with I love after, it. after what they did yesterday. So if that's what Perk is saying, like what they could be, mm-hmm. that that might not be too crazy. A lot of options, brother. That might not be too crazy. A lot of options. Jay has a conspiracy theory about what the Kings did in last night's draft. Is that crazy? We'll discuss next. This isn't more Nickelback, is it, Simone? What do we got here? No. Oh. Called Brand New. Okay. What is it? It's called Brand New. That's the name of the band or yes. the song? Okay. Hmm. Sewing season is the name of the song. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. You could have gave me a million guesses. I'll get some more Nickelback on here. Don't worry. I wouldn't have. (laughs) Please (laughs) close to that. Please, please do. NBA draft, of course, was last night. By the way, snack exchange coming up at 445. Love it. I'm I'm both embarrassed and excited. That's coming up at 445. But, uh, Jay, the NBA draft last night, you have a theory as to... Why the Kings went the way that the Kings went, that maybe it wasn't exactly plan A? Yeah, I'm looking at you, uh, Portland Trailblazers, and we're not talking about Damian Lillard. They took the brother of Keegan Murray, one pick right in front of the Sacramento Oof. Kings, right? 23. I know there were a lot of disappointed Kings fans. It had there, to be. Right? I, it had ah! to be. It had to be. And it was right there for the taking. I kept, you know, looking at a few people on Twitter, and they kept throwing out names of the. Oh, it's happening over the. Yes, exactly, it's exactly. It's coming. It's getting ready to come to fruition. So that got me to thinking because soon as Chris was picked, of course, the next thing that happened is what the Kings made a trade, traded out of the twenty fourth pick, traded all the way out of the first round, got rid of Rashawn Holmes, you know, for the bag. They went and got the bag. So it got me to thinking, Rami. Did did Monty and the Kings wait until Chris Murray was traded? I mean, excuse me, was picked before they made the trade. Was Chris Murray their target? So you think they wanted Chris Murray? I think they yes. wanted Chris Murray. And I when agree. Plan A went off the board. Then plan it's like, a you know was, what? Let's go get it's this money. We already had plan. B there, yep. and they probably already had the conversation, you know, uh, and with Dallas and said, look, if Chris, if our guy is gone. We'll execute the the trade that we're talking about. I think so. I mean, it's not, it's not crazy. It's not, it's not at all out of the realm of possibility. But I gotta think that they they were looking to free up. Mu- they knew they were gonna have to trade Rashawn Holmes to to open up any type of usable money under under their cap space. Right. You know what I mean? And they knew nobody was gonna take Rashawn Holmes off their hands. 
without packaging with something that was appealing, like a first-round pick. So I, I, to me, that feels like a, like a sensible plan and like something that makes sense for where this team, like we were talking about yesterday, Jay, for where this team is right now, that money, I think, is more useful to them than Chris Murray or any other draft prospect might be. You know what I mean? Like, Chris Murray's a good prospect, but rookies are rookies. But I, I, I hear what you're saying, Rami. What I'm saying is I think that was a plan, but I think that was plan B. I think Chris Murray was plan A. If that is the case, and I know a lot of Kings fans wanted Chris Murray badly and they're not going to like what I'm about to say, but if that was the case, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad say it, it worked out better. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out the way that it worked out and they and they were forced into plan B <laughs> if that is indeed what happened. I am, man, I'm glad Be, because of what we talked about yesterday. Even though Chris Murray is just like his brother, you know, played 4 years at Iowa, so more NBA ready, more seasoned and can come in here and contribute and play a role on this team right away or a lot of at least a lot of people think that's the case. I want I I wanted them to either trade that piece for an NBA guy like a guy in and the guy would come over and help them or to trade that piece as they did packaged with Rashawn Holmes to free up the cap space so you can use that money to go and get an NBA player who's going to come in and play a role and help you win games now to a degree that no rookie, especially no rookie that you're going to get at 24, really could. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Would you Would you have rather had Chris Murray than, no. than doing what they did? The way it played out, and, you know, I hope Chris Murray goes on to have a fantastic, excellent career, you know, all-star yeah. level, whatever you want. I hope he reaches the peaks that whatever his goal is, he reaches it. I wish the best for that young fella, for that young man. But the way it played out... For me, I think it it worked out perfectly for the Sacramento Kings. Again, you know, leaning on the word I've said today, Sesame Street style. Like I think it allotted a lot of more options, options. for the uh, for the Sacramento Kings. And even if it was option B, sometimes as we've know, as much as we you know we want that one thing. Like I said earlier, sometimes it's not what we want; it's what we what need. We need yeah. And it, it might have almost played out to the perfect, you know, like the needs of what the Sacramento Kings are going to uh, need to have over the next year or two. And the cap space is just man, it's fantastic. Say, I mean, it's big money left on the table, brother. Like the old saying goes, sometimes the best deals are the ones you don't make. Very true. You know what I mean? So, and and some sometimes when things go wrong, when What's the word? One window, one door closes, another one opens, or one window closes, no, whatever, whatever <laughs> it is. Windows, you, you, get, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. What I thought they were going to do there, Jay, and, uh, oh, I'm remiss to not remembering our guest name yesterday. Who was, do you remember our NBA guest yesterday? Matt Babcock of SI. His, his guy and a couple other guys that oh, I Max. saw. Omax mm-hmm. was there on the board and actually ended up being the, the player that the, 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 the Dallas Mavericks selected mm-hmm. with the pick they got from the Kings. I thought that's where this thing was going as as the board was falling. And especially once I saw Chris Murray go off uh, to the Blazers in the pick before them, I was like, oh, they're here it comes. All these right. all these mock drafts were right. <laughs> and they were, in a sense, in terms of the spot that Omax was going to go in, but not necessarily the team that he was going to go to. I thought he would have been, again, like like Chris Murray, mm-hmm. good piece, and, mm-hmm. and a guy who seems pretty NBA-ready, two-way player. He'll play some defense for you. He can hit some threes. I thought, but 
even that being said, same thing as I said about Chris Murray. Give me, give me the proven commodity no doubt. over either one of those guys, over Omax or Chris Murray. So, Jay, I just think it was going to happen. There, there, there was no possible, Rami, there's no possible way you're walking by that, you're walking by Keegan and you're Monty McNair or Wes Wilcox, assistant general manager, and Chris Murray was on the board, and you make the trade, and you're like, what's up? <laughs> if, if you're Keegan, I'm making the text message to Monty. I know you guys did not just not draft my brother. There's no way, right? No way did it happen. Oh, Kings Nation would have lost their mind, too. Twitter would have been ablaze if they had, if they had a shot at Chris Murray and, and just traded, pat, right? passed up on him. If that 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 would have been that would have been something to behold. I would have I would have enjoyed Twitter last night. It's going up tonight is. for sure. <laughs> Guaranteed that, that for sure. <laughs> for sure it is. You know what else is going on? The snack exchange. It's happening next. We open it up on Cows and Rami. That is the show. I'm Rami. Jay in for Cattles today. Simone on the other side of the glass. It is 4:46, which means time to check out Capital Casino, conveniently located at 411 North 16th Street in downtown Sacramento. It also means it's Friday. It's time to open up the snack exchange on the Cattles Love and Rami it. show. That's what that bell means, I'm right? Talking about bang that bill. I uh, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. Again, as we sit here today. Come on, Rami. Look, it's not two just, times in a month or not, something like that. It's not just that I did not bring any. I don't have any snacks here in the studio. I have no snacks. Like, there's not. My fridge is empty. My pantry, my cupboards are empty. We we were out of town and then came back and we were both sick. I haven't been to this grocery store in two weeks. My house is a sad. It's it's dirty because we haven't had time or energy to clean since we came back. There's no food in the fridge. It's a so sad. What are you guys eating over here? It's a soup? sad situation. Right? It was soup for two days. Oh, and okay. then he said pizza. And then we ordered pizza last night. You went greasy. <laughs> That's it. Boy. Where'd you get the pizza from? Pyology. Oh, okay, y'all know. got the, the the personals. Yeah, we oh, got okay. a little personal pizzas. Gotcha. I got a uh, meatballs, uh, roasted red peppers, and onions. What's on biology over there by you? Off it's of Broadway on Fifteenth, uh, and I want to say that's K Street, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere down there. I don't okay, know. Okay, it's on Fifteenth Street. Walkable? No, Sixteenth Street. Sixteenth, yeah, because it goes northbound. Yep, yeah, Sixteenth yep, yep. Street, and I want to say K Street, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, oh, very well. Wow. Yes, love sir. It. Love so, it. Uh, yeah. I like pyology, brother. Oh, you do? Yeah, My first time trying it. It was solid. It's I, all right. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed right. it. It's so, like a uh, Chipotle joint where yes. you like put your own oh, ingredients on it. I did it? not go. The girlfriend oh. picked it up for me Wonderful. because oh, yeah. I that. was ready to pass out <laughs> when I came home from work. Understandable. So, Understandable. So she went and grabbed it. We're going to let but, you pass again so, here one more and time. I, and I appreciate that. I'm going to double down next week. I'll double down next week. But this is where we just exchange snacks on the show because we like snacks. I'm going to have some fun. What do you got there, Jay? Before we get into what Simone, chocolate today. Simone is very excited about what she brought yes. in. Let's, okay, let's, let's go. Ladies first, all okay. 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 All right, first Simone. What are we? What are we looking? Is I mean, that I what this is in this bag right here? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I see a snacky, chocolate chip cookie. Snacky clusters. So I thought about you guys. It has what is it? Roasted corn dippers, uh, potato chips. What? And mini chocolate. Pretzels <laughs> with uh, peanut butter. I'm looking and at a little, yeah. and a little cluster, huh? Yes. Dippers. Yes. yes, yes. Which are like what? Corn chips or something? Yeah. So it's a, it's tapping in on that sea sweet, salt salty. potato chips. Yeah. Is this a uh, Trader Joe's yes. specialty? Yes, I think yes, she yes. put some for you. Oh, did she? Well, I'm in the bag. I apologize. Yep, yep. My bad. Yeah, right. I just watched my. All right, baby. Well, these are all about. <laughs> I'm in. 
I'm in already. The sweet and salty? Yeah, I'm, I'm here for this. Oh, my God. Nick would hate this if he was here. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm with you. I knew. I literally saw them as I was checking out yesterday. These I was like, done, good. done, mm-hmm. done, done. Good. I'm glad you like them. These are real good. The other selection in your cup, I want you guys to taste first, and then I'll tell you what that's about. It's but a I think chip you're going to be, well, yeah, try it out. It's a chalky chip cookie. I mean, and it's nothing, it's not a California chocolate mm. chip cookie, if you know what I mean. Soft. Tasty. Chocolate. A little, is there a little bit of sea salt there? Uh, I will tell you, it is a vegan chocolate chip cookie. How dare you do that to me? Are you upset with that? (laughs) I knew it would get you. You thought it was absolutely delicious before. How dare you? You got them some vegan chocolate chip cookie. Now, what makes it vegan? No eggs, no milk? Yes, that's vegan. No butter? Yes, I didn't make it. Uh, That was from the Sacramento Co op. So let me say that I love the Sacramento Co op, by the way. Dude, yes. have you been to the Sacramento Salute. Co-op? I, have, I don't think I have. Dude. What? No, Let me tell you And you something. love to cook. You have to, to go. Let and me it's tell you beautiful. Something. Just gave me something to do this weekend. Let there me you go. tell you something, Rami. You talking about options? Word of the day? <laughs> oh, man. Are you a Whole Foods guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm here for it. Man, Whole Foods. First of all, Whole Foods, you can go to Whole Foods and spend $100 and get a bag. Yes. Like, you come out with Asparagus one bag. Water. Right. <laughs> right. Literally. I'm a plant. That's it, right? So, it's, it, it's a little, you got to have your Rami, your Rami Makloff paper. Hmm. Your paper got to be right. Quartzite <laughs> cattle. That's right. That too. Very much so. But, I love the hot bar there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You can make Where your own pizza. At? How come I don't know God. about this? How have I not S heard about Street this? Street and... My yeah, goodness, R, 28? S, yeah, S&T, yeah, something, right over 29? by the RT, right? Regional right Transit. next to the freeway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mm. can't remember the side street for some odd reason I'm blanking because um, I'm thinking about food. But if you have an opportunity, slide. Dude. When I say get in that thing. Salad. Say, we're doing it this weekend. Man, love Maybe the, tonight. Are they love open the on joint. a Friday night? Of course. Absolutely. Oh, we might head over there it's tonight a co-op. for dinner. Good Until atmosphere. 10 every day. Yeah, oh. go upstairs, eat a little bit off the hot bar. Man, they have... I've never been upstairs. Next week, I'm bringing the red velvet oh, yeah. cupcake. You okay. know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, oh, yes, my yes, yes. goodness. I could eat the <laughs> four of them things right now. Also, we're doing it so big next Friday. I think I'm going to try and employ Debbie to cook something. My mom, it's going to be crazy. I'm bringing say, an air fryer. It's going to be obscene. Well, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> but I, I am generally against, like, vegan cookies yeah. and, and, and baked goods yeah. and things like that. That's... That was pretty good, that was Simone. Delicious. I got to admit, Yay. I got to put my pride aside. There you go. And admit that that was pretty solid. We also have a roll call going on in the YouTube. Mm-hmm. I've asked everyone to list their uh, dinner options. Oh. I don't see Willie yet. I'm I'm very upset. Where is Willie? I don't know. I've uh, I've put an ATV out on given Willie's diet. I will say this: I'm not a chocolate chip person. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not a chocolate chip person. What? Per- That's the yeah. best cookie there no, is? absolutely what? not. What We're fighting. Like? I'm going to fight you. What kind of cookie do you like, Where? Jay? What do you mean you're not a chocolate chip person? Don't say oatmeal either. Don't, don't, don't do oatmeal. it. Don't do it. I'm a sugar cookie guy. Okay. Love the snickerdoodle joint. Love That's the toffee delicious. butter. Red velvet. I'm not a chocolate chip person. I That's un-American. I like peanut butter. That is un-American. Well, un-American you know, to not like a chocolate chip cookie. My people dude. don't come from here. But it's okay for me. I'm not a chocolate chip fan. If I am to eat a chocolate chip cookie, it's definitely have it has to be chewy kind. Like I hate the crispy 
chocolate chip, like that's not for me. Break your teeth. Yeah, I could go either way. Brittle style, really? Uh, yeah. Just give me a chocolate chip cookie, not stale, but like yeah, if it has a little crunch yeah, well, to it's, it. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, like a Chips Ahoy type oh, of thing. Nah, yeah, I can't I'll, stand I'll them eat things. I eat that. Them things are anchors, man. Them like coins, like. Quarters. You might as well eat quarters. Simone, before we get to what our our uh, listeners and YouTube viewers are having for yes. dinner, let's uh yeah. let's let's try what Jay brought in yes. for yes. us so in today's as you, as you can see, I am uh not a chocolate chip cookie guy. I'm not the biggest brownie guy, but the duet bites, man. What is a duet bite? Take, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let yeah, you let jump me. on it first. Go ahead, jump in, in there. And uh, yeah, I oh, mean, oh, it, oh, I think I see what's going on here. Yeah, you, you've seen these. It's like you've half brownie, half uh, what? Well, like pound cake type pound joint cake? or something. Yeah, I'm, dude, all about it. Yeah, all about it. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, <laughs> yeah that's really good. Yeah, you yeah. throw some milk in that joint, mm-hmm. and I'm ready to. T- I'm ready to call home. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to do it. So yeah, I can see dunking this in like a cup of milk, <laughs> cup of coffee. Oh, that'd be all that'd be really wrote. good. All she wrote. Simone, did you try this yet? It's really good. At first, I thought it was something dipped in chocolate, but when Mm-mm. I took it out, it's like, yeah, it's it's like half brown. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Wow. They, there's a uh I'll save the other brookie. half for the it's break. A brookie, I've done enough, right? I've done enough <laughs> chewing on Mike. But, uh, yeah, it is. It's like a brookie. Yeah. yeah but I, mm-hmm. is that pound cake? What is the second? I think it's pound cake. Yeah, it's got something to it, man. But I caught these one day in the, in the uh, as you know, we're all snackers here. We all try mm-hmm. different things on the Cattles and Rami show, sir. Beside probably cattles, cattles not really uh, it's a Madeline. Yes. Oh, the Madeline oh, brownie. Wow. That's what it is, Madeline. Have you ever had the Madeline I've cookie? I've never heard of a Madeline. Oh, we bring it out in next week yeah. too. Mm. Oh my goodness! All right, dude. Next week is going to be glorious. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. You better bring something, <laughs> Simone. What are people Jesus. having for dinner? What are the cattles and Robbie? <laughs> Let's see what I'm we got. I'm gonna have, have a, uh, a duet bite. Very quickly before we go to break, I'm seeing a lot of talk about hot dogs, potato salad. A lot of I'm hot dogs, yeah. A lot of hot dog talk out there. Hot dog. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, before we do go, I don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> hot dogs. What are we breaking down hot dogs for here? I've asked the YouTube uh-huh. to do a roll call of what they're enjoying for dinner tonight, right. and a lot of them are enjoying hot dogs. That's Megadeth, what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Manny else? too legit. Manny too legit's having hot dogs. What, now, are they dressing these things up? I would assume so. With ketchup? With ketchup. I would hope not. Okay. <laughs> That's I'm 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 very, very uh blasphemous. It's an abomination. Real quick is. because I don't eat beef anymore mm-hmm. and I haven't eaten beef for close to three years now at this point. I'm a chicken person. I like the chicken or the turkey hot dog. Yeah. Is that blasphemy at this point? I mean I mean I don't get me wrong. I'm not arguing saying beef isn't the right. one. But no, um, because I mean, people have health concerns and things of that sort, but they still want to enjoy a hot dog. And also when it comes to really any kind of sausage, it's not so much about the the kind of meat that it is that's giving it the flavor. More times than not, it's the, the seasonings and the flavorings that they're adding to it. That's really giving it its distinct flavor that sets it apart from many other meat that comes in the same shape and size. Okay. Oh, come on now. Are we really? <laughs> Shots out to the stir fry by Chris Wright. I'm, I'm with all of that. Ooh, love me stir, stir fry. fry. Shots out. Man, he's my appetite back. Rice. That's a good sign, right? Absolutely. When you're coming out of, the, out of a little sickness, you're getting your appetite back. Dude, That's good. I right? wish I could have some steak. I think I got my swagger back. That's exactly how I feel after being sick for seven straight days. Top spot right after this. Cattles and Ronnie. Sacktown Sports.